0: Is it the calm before the storm or the ace in the hole? Hello and welcome to this week's Urgent Bite, brought to you by the Royal New Zealand College of Urgent Care. My name is Guy Melrose and today I wanted to touch on a couple of things I read in the June prescriber update that I think are worth sharing. Sometimes CPD opportunities arrive via inspiration from all quarters, and sometimes they do not. This week I simply decided to read the last couple of prescriber updates from Medsafe, and in doing so, noticed something of interest. And that's it. I've tried to think of a way to anchor this information such that I find it easier to remember, but I cannot come up with anything that makes sense. So in the words of Roy Walker from the TV show Catchphrase, I will simply say what I see. So the June 2023 prescriber update has two interesting things to consider for urgent care clinicians. The first is a reminder that all suspected or confirmed cases of anaphylaxis related to medications must be reported to CALM, the Centre of Adverse Reactions Monitoring. When I reflect on this information, I consider the fact that we will often refer patients with anaphylaxis for observation in the emergency department. So you might argue that we would not need to report as we're not discharging the patient home. But this is assuming that the ED clinician will do the report. The reporting process includes patient identifiers, so even if a subsequent report from ED is submitted, CALM will be able to link the information. The prescriber update has links to the online forms, so I think we should all be looking to complete one of these when we suspect a medicine-related anaphylaxis. The article goes on to discuss the Brighton Collaboration case definitions for anaphylaxis, so it's worth reviewing these as they help in determining the diagnostic certainty. Also of interest in the article is the statistics around causative agents. 37% of cases of anaphylaxis are caused by antibiotics, 14% by muscle relaxants, 2.5% by vaccines, 2.3% analgesics, and 5.8% by contrast media, to name a few. And the second reminder in this prescriber update relates to ACE inhibitor-induced angioedema. This can be potentially fatal, and the risk of this happening increases if it is prescribed again after a previous episode. While commencing an ACE is likely to be a GP's job more often than not, we are likely to see someone with angioedema present to urgent care, and of course anaphylaxis will be one of our differentials. But if there are no other features other than angioedema, and the patient is on an ACE, then a diagnosis of ACE-induced angioedema should be considered. It happens in about 0.1% to 0.7% of patients on an ACE inhibitor, and it can occur years into the treatment. So make sure you take a good medication history. If suspected, it's important to stop the medication, and to give supportive treatment, but as with reporting anaphylaxis to CARM, so too we must report this. And also, vitally, we must ensure the GP gets a clear note that this is the diagnosis, so that an alert can be put on the patient file, and future GPs will not prescribe an ACE inhibitor. There have been 479 cases reported to CARM, and three of these have been fatal, so be aware. So the take home this week is to report anaphylaxis cases from medications to CALM, and remember to think of ACE inhibitors in patients presenting with angioedema and report these to CALM as well. And also make sure the GP gets a clear discharge letter that states what you think has happened. I've linked to the prescriber update in the show notes. It's definitely worth reading, and it links to the pages that you use online to report these incidents. If you have any comments, questions, corrections, or suggestions, email podcast at rnzcuc.org.nz. And we'll be back again next week with another podcast. I look forward to seeing you all then, but for now, thanks for listening.